Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet. Hello everyone and welcome to another edition of Saturday Draft Live here on Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet. I'm Stephen Wilson and for the second week in a row I'm once again joined by David Hockney. Dave, how are we? Uh, it's good to be back again and you know I think I'm starting to think we, we two are the only ones carrying Saturday Draft Live now. I mean Jack and Ryan have been uh, skiving off uh, the last couple of weeks so let's just hope they uh, get their quotas in over the, the coming weeks now. Uh, yes, uh, I know. Last week we were we were talking about ah, we're not going to predict what they're going to be talking about on the draft show next week. Uh, we also didn't particularly predict that we were going to be on it for the second week in a row. Uh, mm-hmm. Jack is um, I don't, sleeping somewhere, and uh, has Ryan been on Saturday Draft Live in twenty twenty three? It's debatable, really, at this particular point. <laughs> uh, Jack's been grounded because he was up past his bedtime last night. <laughs> He's been up past his bedtime the last couple of nights. You know, it's been a, a risky week for um, Ayrshire's favourite son. Uh, but uh, <laughs> we'll get on to now the, the scoring quickly. But just the usual, um, please make sure that subscribe button is hit on uh, on your podcast platform you're listening to to get all our content whenever it comes out. And also follow us on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We're on all the socials at Suplex Retweet. Uh, not a massive scoring week, Dave, compared to last week. Obviously, we don't have the three pay-per-views, but we have a top three or a top four this week, all yeah. joint on six points. We've got uh, uh, Chris Anthony Lopez's captain, Seth Rollins, on six, along with uh, Ronda Rousey from my team, uh, and Shayna Baszler and Austin Feeney, both from Andy Mitchell's team. Uh, first standard really there. Both women's tag team champions and the top uh, scorers of the week just shows now that um, hopefully that's a good sign for that division going forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And it was announced on SmackDown that it looks like they're going to be unifying the main roster women's tag titles <laughs> along with the NXT women's tag titles, and which is really good news for Andy because yes. having Shayna Baszler on his team, he also has Alba Fire and Isla Dawn as his tag teams. So it's been a been a very good week for him and it looks like he's got he's finally getting a, a decent program albeit in the uh the women's tag division but he desperately needs these points to get back up on the board yeah it's a pretty much a win-win situation for him he's going to get a loss in there but at the same time he's going to have the title win to you know capitalize on it so he's going to make points from it which is good mm-hmm. for him the only person that could probably lose potentially in that situation is me because i've got on the Rousey, <laughs> so if that if their team loses it's going to be interesting how that tag match will go because 
Mm. Fire and Dawn get the better of them on SmackDown last night, which you don't really see kind of with Ronda Rousey right now. Yeah, surprisingly though, Ronda Rousey, even though she was your last round pick, she's actually not your lowest scorer. She scored more than EO Sky, Alpha Academy, and Dragon Lee all on your team as well. So I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't put it past Ronda to rack up a few more points uh, on her end and in conjunction with Shayna Baszler. This was my thought process with picking Ronda. I had the plan of them giving them the tag titles. I just didn't think it would take about six weeks of the season for it to happen. <laughs> it was quite a slow <laughs> start for the for most of them in there. But the other ones in there, uh, uh, Austin Fearing and Seth Rollins, both with uh, title retentions uh, this week. Yeah. Seth Rollins, I think, could be a, is looking quite ominous for the rest of the league with Chris Anthony Lopez, with it being announced, well, being teased on NXT now as well. Uh, Braun Breaker wants him to come to NXT and fight for the title. Finn Balor looks like he's going to be the contender for that title going forward. It's not mm-hmm. it's not something that the rest of us want to see. Rawlings looking like he's going to start racking up wins for the titles mm. across the shows. <laughs> yeah. like And Seth Rollins is now second overall after this week, scoring 46 points uh, total, but Obviously, Chris Anthony Lopez has the captaincy applied to him, and that's extended his lead uh, in the the main table overall. But it's good to finally see, from a, a fan's perspective, you know, Seth Rollins getting back to his old ways, you know, getting big wins, defending a world championship, because he is world championship material, and he's finally parading around as the guy on Raw. But from a draft perspective, you know, I think Chris was probably looking at his lips right now because he's finally getting somewhere with his team captain after what was a pretty quiet start to the season. Rollins slipped down to the 11th pick of round one, which is really interesting. If you look at some of the people picked ahead of him, um, Austin Fury, obviously, who's only just broke into the top 10 this week. Uh, I went with Dominic, which mm-hmm. looked a better pick at the time, could still go well. Uh Jay White was picked ahead of him and uh, Paul Heyman picked ahead of him. So maybe a couple of people crazy. thinking... We didn't actually know if we were going to get this world title situation as well, to be fair. So mm. you can kind of see people's thought processes. Grant's made a major faux pas as well, picking Jay White ahead of Seth Rollins. You know, was, Seth Rollins... Was picking, second, was picking Jay White whether he was, first, he was drafting first or he was drafting last. He was picking Jay White. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter. But, you know, fandom over a particular uh, wrestler isn't necessarily going to win you big points. And, you know, Chris was right after Grant in the selection process. He picked Seth Rollins. Grant picked Jay White. The proof's in the pudding. Jay White's the lowest scoring round one pick. And Seth Rollins is one of the highest alongside Orange Cassidy. I mean, Jay White might not be a bad pick overall coming forward because it looks like he's now getting a program on TV that's not an absolute dog shit. Uh, he probably looks like he's going to do something with Punk. Something along those lines, which could be interesting. Uh, uh, first episode, first episode of Collision. We've got Samoa Joe, Jay White, and Juice Robinson against CM Punk and FTR. Just a shame to see Juice Robinson. But anyway, uh, mm-hmm. uh, let's go on now to the table. Uh, this the table this week. Pay attention to it because this is going to determine our our order for which we do our transfers going into next week's transfer window week. Whoever's bottom will try and get our transfers first every day. And whoever's second bottom gets the second, and so on, so on, so on. Whoever's first will, will do their transfers last on each particular day. And unfortunately, 
for Ross McLeod, Andy Mitchell would pick this week to have the best week. Or maybe fortunate for Ross McLeod as he's now bottom of the table with homosexual chocolate on 90 points, overtaken mm-hmm. this week by Andy Mitchell, who's now a point and a half ahead of him on 91 and a half. That big smackdown for him last night when he got pretty much a lot of points. And he was a high-scoring player this week. Good on you, Andy. Good on you. Hey, he's, <laughs> he's, uh, I mean, he's not... I mean, sure, he is still blowing like Shane's, Shane McMahon's knee, but, you know, even a broken clock is right twice a day, and this is one of those times. <laughs> and then just ahead of him, we also have Grant McRobbie, the Greater Card Appreciation Society on 97. Then the gap increases up to 16 from there on then. We now have Ross Brady, the big Ross man, on 113 points. Then we have myself, uh, Ross Wilson is underappreciated on 120 points, and this is where it gets quite tight. There's not a lot of points between... Uh, here and fourth place, just ahead of me is yourself, Dave. Uh, the mm-hmm. West Country Club on 122 points. Uh, Scott McLeod, Dorothy Mantuff is a saint on 125 points. Then one ahead of him is Jack Graham, three times Kings of Drafting. One ahead of him is the Lean Mean Tangerine Machine, Ryan Douglas. And then one point ahead, ahead of him Jeez, oh. is Tom Brock, the Dutch government officials on 128. Uh, we then have Team Viscera with Gary Kernan on 132. Up to fault, we have David Campbell with Team Goat. He did predict in our draft chat during the week that he could, or to be personal, I can't remember what one it is. David messages a lot. <laughs> for mm-hmm. the listeners know. He's now further 137 points. He predicted he was going to get that, and he's in the bit of two minds now as he's, drafted, as he's doing his transfers later. And he's the most vocal transfer yeah. guy <laughs> in our chat, as Mr. Campbell. He's already trying uh, to cut deals with Pork. Oh, no, 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 I know, I know. A deal a day. Uh, he's like no, mm-hmm. like no Edmonds dealer no deal, uh, <laughs> and then there's a big gap still up to the top to uh, 23 points ahead of David is Matt Smith with the Booty Rose on 160 points, and then 11 points ahead of him there is a bit more of a gap between them now is Chris Anthony Lopez with the Heartbreaker FC on 171 points, so they are still the top two. They're still a good bit ahead of everybody else, but. Matt's kind of, the gap between Matt and the rest is kind of getting smaller, but at the same time, Chris looks like he's starting to push away a wee bit. Yeah, at the minute, it looks like a two-horse race. I mean, even 11 points separating the top two, it all comes down to one good week of scoring. So I can see these two probably being the front runners for possibly winning this season. But what intrigues me more is that from your position in uh, 10th, all the way up to Gary's position in 4th, only 12 points separates, like, seven competitors. And that's crazy to think about. Half the league is separated by one very good scoring week of points. So I reckon it's going to be a, a really hotly contested battle for, for bronze, at least, unless someone has an exceptional week and somehow breaks the barrier up towards where Matt and Chris are. But let's not take away anything from the GOAT. You know, GOAT, second highest scorer this week, 19 points ahead of... Uh, Chris Lopez, who had 17, and you had 15, I had 14, as did Grant. But this week was all about Andy Mitchell. Austin Theory is his captain retaining the title on SmackDown. Rod and Shayna finally getting some some momentum for him. And also featuring uh, Alba Fire and Isla Dawn, who seem to be in a, a program with uh, Rousey and Baszler. 
And let's not underestimate the gap between the transfer window coming up and there's obviously penalty points for any transfers could should make things interesting. But we'll talk about that towards the end of this show. But Dave, mm-hmm. we'll fire over to you as we're now going to go on and talk about our listeners league table once again. And from mm-hmm. a glance, that's looking very tight once more. Once again, yeah, it certainly is. So we'll go straight into our top five for this week. So fifth place it is Jonathan Napier with flat back key bumps. Uh, on 165. Breaking into the top five again, it's Alan Skinner in fourth place with three heads are better than one. Uh, Second highest scorer this week with 18 points overall in the top five. Uh, Third place, Dan Axel Jameson with Black Bitch greater than Black Belt on 173, just one point ahead of Alan, so it's a pretty hot contest between these two. And just five points ahead of Dan is Mike Nunn and the Sports Entertainers on 178 points. Not the best scoring week for him. He only got 10 points this week but um it's starting to uh starting to get a bit more competitive um between those trying to break into the top five but once again at the top of the table on 182 points it is gary morris with ria the people yeah um good man good man. gary's not necessarily a big scorer this week uh he only scored eight points this week not even as much as as dan but if we quickly look at Gary's team, he's uh, he's had a pretty consistent uh, scoring pattern given, obviously, the, the loaded uh, weekend of wrestling pay-per-views last week. He had Rhea Ripley retaining the women's title. He had FTR retaining the tag titles for AEW. MJF retains AEW world title. Wes Lee retains the uh, North American title. And then Tiffany Stratton obviously becoming the new NXT women's champion. So... What was a pretty loaded week for Gary bumping him to the top of the table. It seems like he's had a much uh, much quieter round this time around, but he's still maintaining a fairly decent uh, lead at the top of the table. Albeit, but as we know with the Listeners League, anything can change in an instant. Mm-hmm. And last week, we spent our big analysis portion talking about the Listeners League Cup. We had match day six this past week, and we had a mixed bag, David, how we predicted things. We got group one spot on. Uh, Jonathan mm-hmm. Napier and Ross Henderson going through. Ross Henderson ending Johnny Napier's 100% record this week. So well played to mm-hmm. Ross. He, he got through on merit. Uh, group two was tight up until yesterday. It looked like Lachlan Hylett was going to join um, Mike Angus in going through, but he was pipped in the Battle of Kilmarnock by Anthony Reynolds, <laughs> uh, which meant that Elliot went through on overall points scored. So Lachlan went out at the post. We mentioned last week as well how Paddy and Johnny Adam were having a shootout to join Gary Morris from Group 3. The shootout was won by Paddy. He got the victory over Johnny Adam, 11-7. to So Paddy mm-hmm. goes through in second in that group. Uh, very tight group in the end. That one just three points separating the four players. Uh, group four was done in distance. Uh, the only thing that really had to be settled was who was going to come first, and it was uh, Simon going for, uh, going the first over Mike Nunn. Uh, Mike Nunn setting an overall table, which is interesting. Uh, to the to the relief of many of our internal drafters, <laughs> Robert <laughs> Robert Shaw got through. He's through in Robert second. Fucking Shaw, you legend. <laughs> he got through. Not on merit though. He lost an earlier mate. I'll, I can't press it. Alara May, she also lost. So Robert Shaw went through in a technicality. <laughs> uh, Scotty beating Scotty beating Alora is what helped Robert get through on that one. Yeah, absolutely. Group six, that we both thought JP was going to go through. Mm. JP, JP came ball. 
<laughs> He's absolutely fucked at that one. Right. He got beat 15 and a half to four by Tam McKay, who looked like he was going through in second place until last night where Michael Clotty pipped John Sly eight to seven to get through by having a bit overall score better than Tam McKay of two and a half. So, oh, you know, it's like saying, you know, we predicted it would be Cora Jade versus Roxanne Perez for the women's title at Battleground. It ends up being Lyra Valkyrie and Tiffany Stratton. That's what Group 6 reminds me of. Well, Group 7 was really, really something because we both predicted last week, and you mentioned during your listeners' league bit that Alan Aye. Skinner got into the top four, had an absolute brilliant week. He said a brilliant week for the second week in the row, thanks to Seth Rollins. We thought he's going to cruise through to this one. He got the second highest score in the listeners' league last week. The only person that got a better score than him was Lee McAteer, who happened to be his opponent this week. <laughs> <laughs> Lee McAteer beat Alan Skinner eighteen and a half to eighteen, thanks to four appearances half, on thanks half to, a point. Thanks to four appearances last night on SmackDown by Lee's captain, Scrap Daddy Adam Pierce. Ah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Which meant, which, oh, meant that, which meant that Alan, who has the fourth best score in the league, finished bottom of Group 7. <laughs> so not even just missing out on the qualifying, he finishes bottom of Group 7. That <laughs> is embarrassing. He like, finishes bottom as yeah. Colin Blackburn and Lee McAteer go through. Alan <laughs> Skinner is the Cody Rhodes at median 39 right now. So... So that's what went through in that one. And then Group 8 was pretty much as we thought it was going to be Adam Kelly going through top with Anthony Fitzpatrick coming in second. Now, before we came on, I did the draw for the last 16, which I'll quickly run through before we go into our transfer window segment. Mm-hmm. So what we're going to get on the left side of the bracket is going to be Mike Angus versus Michael Clotty. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Jonathan Napier versus Robert Shaw. Dan Axel Jameson versus Lee McAteer. And Gary Morris versus Ross Henderson. And on the right side of the draw, we're going to have Colin Blackburn versus Elliot Cantor. Simon versus Anthony Fitzpatrick. Adam Callier versus Mike Nunn. And John Sly versus Paddy. These last 16 uh, matches will take place over a two-week period, starting from the week after the transfer window. And then it's now going into a bracket format, so we've got left side of the bracket, the right side of the bracket. So we'll give an update on how this uh, Listeners League Cup is looking in about three weeks' time now, when the transfer window's out the way and these fixtures will get the results. But a very, very interesting final week of the Listeners League Cup group stages. Commiserations to many who missed out, especially those who missed out just on overall points scored. It's unlucky when that happens, but when it's that tight, it's pain margins, as we clearly see. Yeah, and out of our top five, uh, we have at least, uh, I believe we have four out of the five in the current standings who are both, who have qualified for the knockout stage. The only person in the current top five that didn't make it through was Alan Skinner. Yeah, we've got... uh, a few of them that are in the bottom 
nine who are in the last 16, Robert Shaw, Anthony Fitzpatrick and Ross Henderson. So it's interesting how it mm. works, you know, but that's the yeah. the beauty of weekly scoring with it. Uh, mm-hmm. So Denmark are not at the top of the, the standings. You can still etch a win out in the, in the knockout cup. So we're now going now to our final segment. We're obviously going into the transfer window week next week here on the draft, which is interesting for both us and the listeners league as it allows players to draft to transfer out underperforming or even high-performing picks who may be not doing much over the next couple of few weeks, get them out of their team and then revamp their team a wee bit. Uh, obviously, with a transfer, though, it will apply a five-point penalty. Regardless of what league you're in, you're going to get a five-point penalty. Uh, the guys in the main league, they can transfer out for people who haven't been picked. The way it works for the listeners league competitors is it means that they have to dra- transfer out people who are in the same pot so, for example, if a main league uh, player drafts out the the round one pick, then it adds mm. an extra it adds an extra pick to that pot for the listeners league. Yeah. So that's kind of that's kind of how it works. So the the advice I would give to listeners league competitors who are listening to this is don't do your transfers at the start of the week. Do it towards the end of the week where there's more players in the pots. But obviously, mm. for us in the main league. We have a full week to do our transfers, uh, running from mon- Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday will be transfers. Uh, Thursday will be a, a internal trade day, which is the one everybody enjoys. And then Friday, mm-hmm. Saturday, Sunday, we also do transfers. So you get one transfer a day for us in the main league. Now, Dave, 14 players are on the board for us here. Mm-hmm. Some doing better than others, as I mentioned. I want you to briefly tell me, if you had to look at every team, give me one person that you think every player should trade out, that you get rid of. Okay. Uh, start with. I'll start with the... I'll just do the transfer or, order window and then we'll see how it go. I think Scott, Scott's going to get rid of Candice Lorray. Like, she's just done fuck all this whole season. She's only on three points. And there are a number of free women who have picked up some momentum in their place. Matt Smith, He's got to get rid of bad body, surely. Uh, he's he got the backlash points, and now he's fucked off again. So, I'll save myself for last, actually. So, I'm just going to jump straight to Gary. I think Gary, I think he's got to trade out Jamie Hater. You know, apparently she's injured. That's why she dropped the title. And, yeah, he's got to make, make a fix there. Ryan Dougley, she has to, has to get rid of Maximum Male Builders. Like, I don't know <laughs> what, was, got I don't know what, sort, what <laughs> sort of glue was he sniffing when he decided to do that. Andy, one of the uh, the Neil Poir scorers this season, Athena, he's got to chuck her because she's just in Ring of Honor practically. Yourself, Stevie, mm, tough to say, but I think you might be tempted to get rid of Dragon Lee if unless you want to take a gamble on him. Other than that, I don't see you making any big trades. Ross, I think, has got to get rid of Braun Strowman. He's been written off with injury now, and he's only scored three points so far. Jack is a bit of a tricky one, but I think he should get rid of Liv Morgan. You know, obviously she was his round two pick, but she's also off injured as well. Grant has got to get rid of Dakota Kai. Again, injury bug has bitten her, and she's out for a good while, probably the rest of the season, I reckon. Chris Lopez. He's an interesting one because all his teams are in double points, but... Ooh. I mean, he could be bold and get rid of Danielson in Utah, his tag team, and maybe replace them with a team that's more consistent in terms of scoring. But 
you know, I'll leave that up to him. He's at the top of the table anyway. He might not decide to make any changes. Rose, I think, who currently who's currently at the bottom, he might get rid of Omos, but then again, that might upset his team name. Uh, you know, what's he supposed to be called other than homosexual chocolate? <laughs> uh, Tom, I think, oh, I don't know. I mean, Kenny Omega, surprisingly, is his lowest scorer, but, you Kenny know, looks like he's... He's got a big match at Forbidden Door. Mm, yeah. So, I think if he was to trade anybody, I think he'd have to say Gigi Dolan, who's his second lowest scorer. And Goat, though, <laughs> this this is going to be interesting because he's the only other person with a Neil Poir scorer. And believe it or not, it's Drew McIntyre. Now, in our chat, it's been we've been, he's been going back and forth about whether or not to trade Drew out unless they've got something big planned for money in the bank. He's, he's, he's trying to get people to take Drew off him. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Which, it's either going to be great play or it's going to absolutely backfire on him. Yeah, I I think it's interesting. A lot of the ones I think you've got absolutely spot on. I think... Mm. Uh, oh, yeah, was... I, promise, I forgot to say yeah, myself, actually. Yeah, yourself. I mean, all my points are... All my picks are double scorers as well, but I think I'd be tempted to get rid of the LWO. I mean, they've only really had appearance points throughout, and they've only got one match scheduled next week, but no points regardless, because it's the transfer window. I mean... With Scott, I think you maybe got Scott's one down. I think Adam Page will start getting points. The only one I would have said mm. for Scott would be Will Hobbs, but it looks like... I, Will Hobbs, yeah. He looks like he's getting some sort of push again. Uh, he may get a few squash matches in the next few weeks, so I would be tempted to keep Hobbs more than Larray. Uh Matt Smith, I think you've called spot on, uh, and I think he's at the others himself. He, he's going to get rid of Bad Bunny. Uh He's done the job for him in the last round. Can't complain. For yourself, I would actually say if you're going to get rid of them, they'd get rid of Jade Cargo. Mm, yeah, I considered Jade Cargo, but don't forget there is a trade option available, and she could be pursuing the AW Women's Championship against Tony Storm. So there's that's that's my thinking behind it. So I'll, I think I'm just going to hand fire with Jade, and I'd prioritize her over the AW at this point. Gary could get rid of. Um... Jamie Hayter, as she said, I don't know when she would back. All ins, she does talk she's going to win the title back at Wembley, but that's after the season, so it's not really too mm. much of a difference. Roxanne Perez is an interesting one for him too. Uh, Ryan, yeah, Maximum and Waddle's got to go. <laughs> got to go. Uh, Andy, Athena's the standout one, but he could get rid of a couple. There's a couple ones mm. in there he could get rid of. I don't see Andy making one transfer. I see him making a couple. Uh, uh, maybe... Maybe two or three, because he could get rid of Johnny Gargano as well, who's only on two points. I wouldn't, if it was him, I wouldn't get rid of Ricochet though, because he has qualified for money in the bank. Yeah, it's he a might risk, get featured a bit more. It's a risk worth taking, I think, on Ricochet because he's in that match. <laughs> That's kind of what I'm looking at in my team as well. I think the only one I'm now swaying on really is Dragon Lee. Because um, mm. I was swaying on EO, but she's won our Money in the Bank qualifying match last mm. night, so I'm sticking yeah. with her. I think she's, uh, one of the fa- I think she's one of the favourites for that match. Depending, oh, she wins it. depending on who gets the final spot from Raw, which if you're... I was talking to David Campbell about this one. He thinks it could be Trish. If it's Trish, I'd be worried. Mm. <laughs> I'd be worried if it's Trish. Although, Zoe Stark's in the ladder match too, and she's basically associated with Trish, so she could... I think that's her representation there. Yeah. But tell you, can you tell me what, though? Asuka versus Io Sky with the Money in the Bank contract, that would be amazing. I think, I think Io's a favourite for them, definitely. Uh, I think Ross, Jack and Grant, their hands forced, I think, on the injury front. As you mentioned, they'll have to do okay. something. 
they, they can't keep them about there. So that's going to be something to watch for. I'd be very surprised given the way his team is shaping up across the board if Chris does anything. I'd be very surprised if he but if he does anything on this one. Yeah. I, I think I if think... he does if he does, he might be tempted to get rid of Jericho. If he had to, yeah. For, for somebody who's better scoring. Mm-hmm. If he had to, I think he'd get rid of Jericho. But he's in a good position that he's at the top. He can just kind of watch everything's going on. He's mm-hmm. not he's not got one gap, one scorer who's doing really badly. He's got double figures across yeah. the net, which is and really up for, for the top scorer. Yeah, especially if you've got Matt, who's arguably guaranteed to make at least one one trade. It's going to knock him down five points, and that only extends Chris's lead. So he Chris could just sit back and watch the uh, everybody else fight amongst themselves with transfers, etc. Ross could make a Ross could make a few. Almost in there, Andy Hartwell wouldn't rule out either. Uh, Tom, Gigi Dolan, but I could see him. I could see him thinking probably about oh, Kenny Omega because of the points on him. But I'm not hundred percent sure on it. David is there. David Campbell is there. Is the most interesting one with the Drew situation. I think he may be tempted now to keep Sheamus. I think he was unsure about Sheamus, and of course there's a uh, Julia Hart in there. The House of Black are so scattered across the board. It's interesting. Yeah. I don't really know where he would go because he's really being held up by his AEW picks, who are really pretty much keeping them at the top of their one. Mm-hmm. But there's some interesting thoughts for a lot of the people. There's some people I think won't make much. You know, and look at Gary. Gary's never made a transfer. So maybe this is his first for everything. But Dave, quickly. To... I mean, if he doesn't get rid of Jamie Hater, he's a dumbass. <laughs> well, he's, he's, he's in that position, you know. But Dave, quickly to round off our show, this is a point mm-hmm. where we're going to see if our draft competitors actually listen to start the draft life. Mm-hmm. Give me three potential transfer picks. Three people who you think should be transferred then. Oh, three people. Uh, three mm. wrestlers. Give me three wrestlers. Oh, I'd have to see uh, who's undrafted, actually. But tag. there's a couple of tag teams up for grabs, though. There's the Young Bucks. There mm-hmm. is uh, Caden and Casey, right. who's starting to get featured still. Uh, who else could be put in? Baron Corbin. Maybe about the Dark Horse pick if he's being featured on NXT. Uh, one more, mm, Tyler Bate. Tyler Bate's an interesting one. I think Chris Statlander. Got to be considered. Yes. Got to be considered. I think. He, I think she's came back and she's wrestled more matches. I think in the last three weeks than uh, Jade Cargo did for that title in the last three months. So yeah. it's got to be one that's really high up in consideration. I think Wardlow as well is another one. Got to kind of mm-hmm. got to talk about him. Although I think people will be quite feared to go for that TNT title. I don't think people <laughs> people would touch it. And then, of course, there's the big anomaly in the room. He's gonna get he's gonna get picked in the first day. It's just who's gonna who's gonna pick him? CM Punk. Oh yeah, but I mean, the order it goes, it's Ross, Andy, and then Grant. I think Grant's gonna get CM Punk. But you got to remember with Grant. The person he's going to have to get rid of is a woman. So I think Grant's mm-hmm. if you go if he gets rid of if he gets rid of Dakota Kyle, I think I could see him. I could see him getting that ladder. Unless, yeah, unless the other two. I mean, I don't. Makes sense, yeah. I don't see Ross picking Statlander even if he listens to the show. 
Right. <laughs> uh, even if even if Grant wanted to trade in for CM Punk, he couldn't do it because then that that would upset his uh, three two male female split. So if he's trading out Dakota Kai, he has to bring in a woman. And like you said, I think Chris Statlander would be the best option for him. Yeah, and there's also there's other options in the female division, I think, as well. But uh, I think she's the standout female one pick across mm-hmm. the board. But we're interested in what guy. I like to see how people think and how they kind of draft on this one how they transfer, and across the, the week, it will be very, very interesting. And next week on Saturday Draft Live, whoever will be here, hopefully not us, <laughs> hopefully the other two are going to come up well, and step forward. We'll be discussing how the transfer week has went on, how the guys think about it. If it is Jack and Ryan, I know they won't be shy in expressing their views on how people are drafting over the week. So it's going to be very interesting indeed how the next uh, seven days or so go. I think it's fair to say. Mm. Uh, it's just let's 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 just wait for Ryan to get out of his tangerine phase, and you know if Jack can just uh, stop touching chickens for a second, you know then maybe that'll uh, grab their attention. I mean, the middle of the, pick up the transfer window discussion. I mean, what you say about the middle of the pack is interesting as well because if it's a five point deduction for every draft, you know, some of the people mm-hmm. in the middle might be maybe a bit fear to pick. They might just be wanting to see what happens underneath it and think, "Oh, I'm not touching that." Mm-hmm. You know, I might I if, might go up, I might go up a place. <laughs> If nobody makes one, though, you know, it's not really going to affect the overall standings, but it will probably extend Chris Lopez's lead if he decides not to make anything, any changes. I think it's a good chance, a good chance, because we know, we know, Matt's, we know Matt's going to make one. It's just mm-hmm. up to Chris how he wants to see the season going on, and that's what's going to be interesting. As I say, we will talk about that in more detail next week on Saturday Draft Live. So we are available every Saturday here on the Podcast mm-hmm. Network along with all the various shows that we put out across the week here, ESSR Central, some of our feature shows, like the BC Meets West, which came out during the week there to talk about the recent New Japan Cup and New Japan Dominion pay-per-views. It's well worth a listen to that show if you're a fan of the things uh, over in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, Dave, thanks for joining me once again for the second straight week to talk about drafting. Yeah, great to be back. And, you know, we'll uh, we'll carry this podcast on our own two backs if we have to. But, um, yeah, I look forward to all the transfers that occur. Uh, this week, and I look forward to the the end team fighting amongst all our competitors. It's going to be interesting. Going to be interesting. If you have any association with the draft, you know David Campbell might offer you a curly whirly to take Drew off his team. <laughs> uh, I prefer Twixes. <laughs> there you go, David. If you want rid of Drew, <laughs> offer David Twix. There we go. <laughs> Thanks for listening, <laughs> folks. We will see you next week. Have a good one. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.